So, so thankful, hallelujah, to have you with us this morning at First Apostolic Church, Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand. We are delighted you are here. Amen. Amen. I would like to turn your attention this morning to the book of Proverbs, the 8th chapter. The book of Proverbs, the 8th chapter. And while you are turning there, let me say that we have an announcement. We have several Bibles. I mentioned this last week. We have several Bibles that uh, need, uh, we don't want to do something with them unless the owners uh, aren't claiming them. But I think we have some names. There we go. They're at the connect point. And uh, y'all feel free to pick up those Bibles or if you know somebody uh, that is on that list that would need their Bibles back, uh, just let them know that we have their Bibles here. We do have a lot of uh, people in prison who need them. We have a lot of people in, in uh, uh, detention centers that need them, people who are, are clamoring for a Bible, so we can find good use for it. You know, we certainly can, but we want to give the uh, owners uh, the notification that we have their Bibles here. Amen. Uh, we're looking into the word of the Lord this morning from the book of Proverbs, the eighth chapter, and we will read beginning at the 27th verse, Proverbs chapter 8 verse 27. I also want to say before I go into this morning's uh, message uh, that we are very sadly today going to be saying uh, a temporary adieu to some very wonderful beloved people and, uh, and uh, that's Brother Justin and Sister Sasha Barnhart. Brother Justin, could you just kind of wave your hand? Come on, step on out of there just for a minute. Everybody knows Brother Justin. Let's give God a great big hand. Amen. Sister Sasha stepped out just moments ago. She knew where I was headed. She knew where I was headed. We love them so dearly, and they mean so very much to us. And... Uh, course work so diligently to make so many things happen at First Apostolic Church. There she is, Sister Sasha. God bless her. We love her. <laughs> Amen. And we're going to be praying for them tonight, but be sure and uh, let them know how much you love them and that you'll be supporting them with your prayers. Uh, they, will be, uh, they will be leaving for Jacksonville, Florida, it looks like, the latter part of this week. Uh, there are mixed emotions. Uh, I told them I have only one emotion. Anger, anger. No, I'm kidding. We, uh, we know that they uh, prayed and, and following the uh, direction that they feel in their heart. And so our prayers are with them and our love is with them. Amen. And our support is with them. God is good. And we thank God for Brother Justin and Sister Sasha. And I told him, I said, now it's temporary. It's temporary. We'll just claim that in Jesus' name. And uh, we thank God for them. But be sure and let them know how much you love them and how much you appreciate them uh, today. Amen. From the book of Proverbs chapter 8 and beginning with the 27th verse, uh, I want to read a few verses of scripture here. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 27. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him and was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Rejoicing, and I want to take close uh, pay close attention to this verse of scripture. Rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth. Everybody say habitable. The habitable part of his earth. And my delights were with the sons of men. Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Amen. By the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I would like to preach a word from the Lord 
that I believe and hope and pray will minister to you this morning. A message entitled, A Habit of Praise. A Habit of Praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty power. We thank you for your excellent greatness. You are great and greatly to be praised, O oh God. We thank you. We love you. We give you all glory and honor. For there is none beside you. There is none above you. Lord God, in Jesus' name, I pray that your word would go forth today with accuracy, with fervor, with boldness, with compassion. Let it be effectual. Your word, O oh God, let it not return void but allow it to accomplish that whereto it is sent. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, amen. and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Except for Brother Fazel Coburn. Brother Coburn, could you stand just for one minute? Uh, and I want to announce that the last weekend in February, we are going to be blessed to have a home Bible study seminar taught by none other than our very own brother Fazel Cobreth. And this is something that you want to be a part of. We have 30 registered already. We want to invite you to register at the Connect Point. If you want to learn, and we encourage you to learn how to teach home Bible studies, it is a powerful way of delivering the word of the Lord. In fact, I'll say the most effective way of delivering the word of the Lord to somebody personally. And if you don't believe you can do it, you'll learn at this seminar that you absolutely can, anybody can, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Brother Colbert, so very much. Amen. That's wonderful. And I, I thank Brother Colbert for offering this beautiful uh, curriculum to us. And uh, it's certainly something we encourage you to take advantage of and be blessed by. Amen. But we're reading from this amazing chapter from the book of Proverbs uh, and it is the eighth chapter of the book of Proverbs. I want to uh, concentrate a little bit uh, on this chapter. It's not one that we, you read from a lot, necessarily. Perhaps you have not, uh, perhaps you have not uh, heard a lot of teaching or preaching uh, on it. Uh, but it is, a, it is a profound passage of Scripture. Certainly, it isn't something that I could do justice to in this one setting to really understand and grasp the totality of what this chapter uh, is teaching us. But it's kind, of like a, it's kind of like a side of beef, you know. This is, there's meat in this chapter. And we won't be able to devour the whole side of beef, but we're going to cut off a good piece of it, all right? Amen. I wanna, we're going to cut off a choice piece of good meat from the word of the Lord this morning in Jesus' name. This chapter is profound in my estimation uh, for many reasons and, and primarily because it, unlike other chapters of the Bible, it, it actually uh, speaks for wisdom and understanding in the first person. Uh, wisdom and understanding are, are two concepts that we are familiar with and we certainly hope to have them uh, at work in our lives. And the Bible admonishes us, with all thy getting, get understanding. So we certainly hope that we can uh, get understanding as the scriptures would admonish us to do. But, but rarely in the scriptures do we see wisdom and understanding personified the way that Proverbs chapter 8 does Solomon in, in his wisdom in the Bible validates that he was so wise in fact when Jesus was trying to think of somebody that would be wisest among men he said Solomon and he in fact referred to himself as being more wise than Solomon he said behold a greater than Solomon is here but, but Solomon in his wisdom gave us a picture of what wisdom is and what understanding is and did so by, by giving wisdom and understanding a voice. So he begins the chapter by saying, Doth not wisdom cry 
and understanding put forth her voice. She stands in the top of high places. By the way, in the places of the paths, she crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call. This is understanding speaking. This is wisdom speaking. And you know I'll say this. If you will listen, you will hear wisdom speak. If you will tune your ear to the spirit of the Lord, understanding will speak into your life. If you're having trouble knowing what to do, how to walk, what next step to take, if you're having trouble how to react, how to respond, or, or what you should do in the next little while, listen to wisdom. And, and, and don't do something that lacks wisdom. Wisdom cries unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom. That's a powerful statement. In other words, you don't have to be the, the brightest bulb on the shelf to be able to understand wisdom. Oh, ye simple, understand wisdom, and you foolish, be ye of an understanding heart. God can turn even the foolish into an individual who has understanding. Here. For I will speak of excellent things. The opening of my lips shall be right things. My mouth shall speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Wisdom and understanding are saying. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward, nothing perverse in the words of my mouth. They are plain to him that hath understanding. They are right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver. We spend our lives looking for silver, but wisdom and understanding are standing on the top of high places saying, receive my instruction and don't worry about the silver. If you'll receive my instruction, then silver won't be as problematic. You either won't need it as much or you'll have no trouble getting your hands on it if you listen to wisdom and understanding. Receive knowledge rather than choice gold. Why? He explains why. He says because wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to wisdom. Oh, hallelujah. You know what we need? We need a revival of wisdom. A revival of understanding. I wisdom dwell with prudence. Prudence is not something people necessarily brag about having these days. In fact, the word prudent many times indicates to some a, a boring life. But, but if you want wisdom and all that is to be desired is not to be compared to wisdom. Wisdom is better than rubies. Wisdom is better than choice gold. Wisdom is better than silver. And all that you would ever desire in this earth can't even begin to compare to wisdom. Oh, hallelujah. And if you want wisdom, you're going to find wisdom dwelling with prudence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some things are not prudent. Maybe they're not, maybe there's, maybe they're not wrong, but they're not prudent. Wisdom dwells with prudence. And wisdom finds out knowledge of witty inventions. Now, this was an awesome verse of scripture to me because many people are wanting to know what is the fear of the Lord. Anybody ever ask that question? What is the fear of the Lord? The Bible talks a lot about the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And then it says perfect love casts out fear. So you're like, wait, what? Wait, what? Is fear good or is fear bad? Well, fear of this world is bad. Fear of the Lord is good. And don't be fearful of the term fear of the Lord. 
Because the scripture teaches us in verse 13 of Proverbs 8 exactly what the fear of the Lord is. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. It's absolutely definitive. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth does wisdom hate. Counsel is mine. Sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Now this is understanding talking. Counsel is mine. Sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign. By me, princes decree justice. By me, princes rule. Nobles, even all the judges of the earth. If they're going to rule right, they'll rule with understanding. I love them that love me. Those that seek me early shall find me. If you haven't started seeking understanding, seek now. Young person who has not yet reached adulthood, seek understanding now. Because if you'll seek early, you will find understanding. He goes on to explain riches and honor are with me. You're not going to find riches and honor other places. A lot of people might find riches, but they won't find riches with honor. It's one thing to have riches. It's another thing to have riches honorably. But if you want riches and honor, then you're going to find riches and honor with understanding. Oh, hallelujah. See why I love this passage of scripture? We could go on and on. You could take one verse at a time and spend 30 minutes on each verse. That put us out of here midnight-ish. We'd have a watch night service. Amen. Tomorrow's president's day. No, that's next week. We'll have to do that next week. Amen. He goes on to describe all of these truths about wisdom and about understanding and continues to say, my fruit is better than gold. Yea, it's better than fine gold. My revenue is better than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. Oh, hallelujah. Then he began to explain that wisdom and understanding have been here for a long, long time. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of His way. When God began to do His work, speak His word, He did not do so absent wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding were with Him. He possessed wisdom and understanding in the beginning of His way before His works of old. Before everything started, wisdom and understanding were possessed by God. I was set up. God set wisdom and understanding up from everlasting, from the beginning or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. That's a long time ago. Because Genesis 1-2 said the earth was without form and void and, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So the waters were there when Genesis starts. But wisdom and understanding were there before the waters were there. There were no fountains abounding with water when I was brought forth. There was no depth. Before he created the depth, I was with him. You're going to come along acting like you know better than God. And you're going to come along acting like you have a way that seems right unto a man. And I'll just go my way. Thank you very much. What is wrong with the way that you are thinking? It is the way of this world. It is the deception of the enemy. There is wisdom to be had. And God wants to give it to you. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, you've heard of being older than the hills? Before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. 
when he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his command. Oh, hallelujah. My God, have mercy. The waters are subject to the commandment of God. When he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth. And my delights were with the sons of men. So, so listen, hearken unto me. Blessed are they that keep my ways. Hallelujah. Hear instruction. Be wise. Don't refuse it. Blessed is the man that heareth me. Watching daily at my gates. Waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life. And shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. I could just let that sit there for a little while. I never want to add to the word of the Lord, but if I were to add anything to that, I would add SELAW in all caps with eight exclamation points. All they that hate wisdom and understanding love death. So this is a beautiful Beautiful side of beef to choose from. I want to point out one little instruction that wisdom gives to you and I. One peek into what is wise and what is good and what understanding hearts will do. And it's found in the 31st verse of Proverbs chapter 8. Wisdom cries out unto us and understanding is at the top of the house and calling to anybody who will listen and says rejoice in the habitable parts rejoice in the habitable parts of his earth this is important because not all parts of this earth as you may know have we found to be habitable some parts of the earth are uninhabitable There are some places that simply cannot be lived in by those who require certain elements and certain soils and and have certain human needs. So if you go to the Arctic, you're going to visit. You're going because you're on some reality show trying to figure out what in the world's going on up there. If you're going to Death Valley, the desert, you're going to visit. You're just passing through. This desert is not my home. I'm just passing through. I'm going from Phoenix to San Diego. Amen. There's good weather waiting for me. I'm not going to stay in this dry and desert land. An uninhabitable place is a place where things don't live, where things don't thrive, where things don't survive. There are parts of this earth that are uninhabitable. If you were to look up uninhabitable parts of the earth, they would, they would describe the desert. They would describe the Arctic. Then they would, they would be lost after that. They'd have to take you down into the core of the earth. It's uninhabitable down there. Well, that's good to know. I don't think I'd ever need that information, but that's good to know. The depths, the lowest depths of the ocean, they're uninhabitable for you and I. There are parts of this earth that are uninhabitable, but wisdom said, I have learned to rejoice in the habitable parts of this earth. Not every place is habitable, but there are some places that are habitable. Wisdom said, I'm not going to spend my time being frustrated by the parts of this earth that are uninhabitable, but instead I'm going to spend my time rejoicing In the habitable parts, hallelujah, of the earth. I see some parallels, and I think you do too, to your life and to my life. Because if we were to take a scan and look around our own little lives and our little worlds, 
we could see different parts that are not how we want them to be. There are circumstances, perhaps, that are beyond our control. There are uninhabitable parts of our life. There are certain things I just can't live with. Certain things that just eat at me. Certain things that just gnaw on me. And I wish I could change it. And I want to change it. And I want to have some kind of an impact on changing it. But it has become uninhabitable. I have a choice to make. I can either spend my time dwelling on the uninhabitable part of my life. Or I can spend time looking at the part of my life that is in fact habitable. I could spend my time being frustrated with what isn't right. Or I could spend my time being inspired by what God has done. I could spend my time being, being reduced to feeling low self-worth by what doesn't go as I plan for it to go. Or I could spend my time understanding that God is in control. All things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. That he worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. It may not be how I want it. It might not be how I planned it. But glory be to God. Naked came I into this world. Naked will I go out of this world. But blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know why the Arctic is the Arctic. I don't know why the desert is the desert. I'm not as skilled in ecological understanding to be able to expound on all the value that comes from the Arctic and from the desert and from the lowest, lowest, lowest depths of the ocean and the interior core of the earth. But I do know this, God made it. And if God made it, everything's going to be all right. I don't have to live in the Arctic to be satisfied. I don't have to live in the desert to be satisfied. I'm good right here, right now, in this habitable part of my life. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you don't want to, don't feel like you can praise God until things have become perfect for you. Until things have become livable for you. You're waiting for things to become habitable. But, but you're focused on what is in, uninhabitable. You're focused on the things that aren't working out the way you'd like them to work out. You're focused on the things that aren't as you wish them to be. But what God wants you to do today is repent from the way you've been seeing things. Repent from the perspective you've had up to this point. And look to the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help cometh from the Lord. The man of heaven and earth if you took a little while and looked around your life and stopped seeing nothing but negative stop seeing nothing but problematic refuse to look upon the things that the devil would attract your attention to but instead count your blessings name them one by one I guarantee you you'd have a praise you'd have a praise in your heart See, that's what the devil does. The devil likes to draw your attention to the one thing in your life that is not the way you'd want it to be. He did that in the original sin of the garden. He looks at Eve and says, Eve, why don't you eat of this tree? Can you eat of this tree here? This one. No, not that one. Not that one. No, no, no. This one. She said, well, I can eat of all the trees. Just not that one. Well, forget all the other trees. Forget the tree of peace, the tree of joy, the tree of love, the tree of righteousness, the tree of gentleness, the tree of goodness. Forget those trees. He's going to concentrate her attention on the one tree that God said don't eat from this tree. And she's going to forget about all that God has given her and all that God has done. And we're looking at her with self-righteous glares. Mm, that's why we're in the mess we're in right now. But we need to understand we do it every day. 
I said we do it every day. We wake up in the morning and we go about our day grumbling and murmuring and complaining instead of entering into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Being thankful unto him and blessing his name. God's been good to me. I said, God's been good to me. God. God has been good to me. Hallelujah. You know, I wish I could just go around my whole world and just fix everything I'd want to be different. Tweak that. Tweak this. Readjust that. Make that different. Yeah, set the thermostat. No, too cold, too cold. Too warm. There, just right. Perfect. I wish I could do that, but you know what would happen if I did? I probably wouldn't pray as much. I probably wouldn't be as humble. I would probably be proud. I would probably be arrogant. I would struggle with it more then than I do now. God knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He lets the earth balance according to his will. So I have learned what wisdom is teaching. And Lord, help me learn it again tomorrow. I learned it because I prepared this message. But Lord, help me learn it again tomorrow to rejoice in the habitable parts of my life. To rejoice in what God has been doing. I know I can spend my time dwelling on what isn't right, what isn't good, how I'd like to change this and change that, but I need to concentrate my eyes upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now see, this word that I've chosen as a title, a habit of praise. Everybody knows what a habit is. Everybody knows what a habit is. And some of you got habits that you need to change. Amen. Some of you brethren got habits. I'm talking about that. I'm not just talking about those sinful habits. I'm talking about those, those habits that just get on your wife's nerves. Amen. You come in from outside, you got your coat on, you take your coat off, throw it on the first chair you see. You keep on moving. You come in the next day, you take off that coat and throw it over the coat you threw on the chair yesterday. And then you take off the next coat the third day and throw it on the coat. Then the fourth day, you're trying to find the coat that's under the other two coats and you're mad at everybody because you think they all stole your coat. Habit of throwing your t-shirt on the floor, shoes everywhere. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And you precious ladies that offered to donate to the building fund, if I would get on this, you can see Connect Point after the <laughs> message today. They'd be happy to. Amen. Amen. Habits. We know what a habit is. We've got so many of them. We, we form some without meaning to, without trying, and we don't even know we've got it until somebody messes with it. We just, we just doing what we do, living our life. And then somebody throws a monkey wrench in our, we call it routine, into our little habit. And we got a problem all of a sudden. We don't like them. They annoy us. They get, they're getting on our nerves because they're messing with the habit we didn't even mean to create. But what would happen if we would develop intentionally a habit of praise? Hallelujah. You see, this word habit comes from the word habitat. It comes from the word habitable. It comes from the word rehabilitate. It is having to do with life. It's having to do with how you live your life. If you show me your habits, I'll show you your lifestyle. Oh, hallelujah. You don't have to show me any of your habits. God already knows all of them. And if there's any of them that need to be repented of, repent of those habits. Wisdom and understanding are at the top of the house crying unto you today saying, follow me. Walk in my ways. If you hate me, you love death. You're walking down the wrong road. You're walking down the wrong path. You 
need to walk in the way of wisdom with all that getting get understanding you need to have knowledge you need to walk in the ways of God hallelujah because you got a habit got a complaining habit you don't even know you're doing it I saw you know I got in the habit of thinking that I would injure myself I, I began finding myself saying ouch and nothing hurt I'd see a door about to close on me, and I'd get my arm out just in time to go, ouch, because I knew if the door slammed on my arm, then it would hurt. But just instinctively, ouch. And I'm walking along, and I'm about to hit my foot, and I, I dodge just in time, ouch, ouch. Finally, my wife said, that, there's no way that hurt. <laughs> that, that could not have hurt. It's impossible for that to have hurt. And I realized, you know, she's right. I've, I've developed a little habit here of just saying, ouch, when nothing hurt. You got habits that God wants to deliver you from. Habits of carnality. Habits of doubting. Habits of worrying. Habits of being fearful. Habits of being jealous. Habits of being greedy. Habits of feeling cheated. Habits of feeling entitled. Habits that God wants to change. I'll tell you how you change them. You develop a habit of praise. said you develop a habit of giving God the praise. Oh, but you don't know. You don't know how wrecked my life is. You don't know how bad things are. You don't know how problematic things There's parts of my life I can't live with anymore. Stop looking at the uninhabitable parts and rejoice in the habitable parts. What God has done for you, how God brought you out, how God lifted you, how God comforted you, how God healed you, how God set you free, hallelujah, how God broke some chains. Can you think of something, anything, one thing, can you think of anything? God wants to do something in your life, but he can't do it necessarily because you are in a habit that God wants to deliver you from. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I praise your name, God. It is so easy to overlook the blessings of the Lord. This woman, everybody, anybody ever heard the word Ichabod? I'm not talking about Ichabod Crane. That word Ichabod in the scriptures, it means this. The glory of God has departed. What a horrible name. It was placed upon a little boy. He was born into this world. Now his world had birds singing. His world had sun shining. His world had soft breezes blowing. His world was, was rich. His world was real. But his mother's world had just come crashing down. And so she placed upon him... All of the pain that she was feeling. She was the wife of the son of Levi, Eli. And Eli, the priest, had fallen off of his chair. Died upon impact. He fell backward in his chair and broke his neck and died upon impact because he had just received word that Hophni and Phinehas, his two sons, had died in battle. And ladies and gentlemen, one of them was this woman's husband. Phineas's wife, when she heard that her husband died, and then the kinsman redeemer, his brother, died, and his father, Eli, who could have taken her in and provided for her, he also died. Now she has no man in her life at all. And she was so terrified of the prospects of living that when she looked at the man God did prepare, she overlooked him. He was too small. He was too little. She had no vision for what God was trying to do. Sometimes your miracles are so small and your blessings are so little that you just throw a label on them and say, no, that's nothing. That's worthless. The glory of God has departed. My life is over. Ichabod, Ichabod. Some of you have painted Ichabod over the miracles that God has brought into your life. 
closed one chapter, but he's starting another. He has resolved one thing, but he's beginning another. And you're having trouble believing for the future. In Jesus' name, be free from that mentality, that habitual mentality of doubting God. Woo, hallelujah. God gave you a miracle. It might be small, but it's a miracle. I said it might be little, but it's a blessing from the Lord. God gave that baby. That baby deserves to live. That baby deserves to thrive. That baby deserves to see the glory of God in the land of the living. Woo! Come on. It might be little, but praise God today and the next day and the next day and the next week and the next month and the next month and the next year and the next year. And that little miracle is going to grow into a big miracle. And that little blessing is going to grow into a big blessing. If you just get lost in praising the Lord, get lost in magnifying God. Lord, I wish I could get Phineas back. I wish I could bring Hophni back. I wish I could bring Eli back. But I'm not going to let my disappointments prevent me from seeing the glory that you have brought into my life. No Ichabod for me. You hear me? No Ichabod for me. Nothing in my life will ever have pronounced over it that awful curse that the glory of God has departed. It doesn't matter what comes my way. Lord, help it be so. I want to stand and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, his praise, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. know what's going to happen we miss brother Ravon his sweet wife is here today he was here last summer worshiping God you saw him you just didn't know that was him because he was worshiping God giving the Lord all the praise and this year he is not with us because the end of last year he went unexpectedly on to meet the Lord but here his sweet wife is Magnifying God. Enjoying and rejoicing in the habitable parts. The habitable parts. The habitable. You know how you can do that? Because you've created a habit of praising God. Every day, wherever I am, I'll praise Him. Wherever I can, I'll praise Him. For His love surrounds me like a sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus lifted me. Praise him in the morning. I'm gonna praise him in the noontime. I'm gonna praise him when the sun goes down. And I'm gonna praise him tomorrow morning. And I'm gonna praise him in the noontime. And I'm gonna praise him when the sun goes down. And I'm gonna praise him again in the morning. And I'll praise him in the noontime. And praise him when the sun. This is my habit. This is my lifestyle. beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form the earth was void did you hear me I said this earth where we're breathing was without form void of any life this earth where we're walking talking high-fiving shaking hands hugging loving living this earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep but God said let there be light and there sorry I can't finish it I gotta praise him be light and there was light (laughs) 
somebody praise him. Somebody get in the habit of praising him. Somebody get in the habit of giving him glory. Lift up your heads, O your gates. Be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors. The King of glory shall come in. Hallelujah. 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 I want the distressed to lift up your voice and praise his name. I want the challenged and the heartbroken and the grief stricken to lift up your voice and praise the Lord. Stop wishing for it to go back to the way it was. Stop wishing you could change things for the better and just give God praise. Get into a habit of giving him praise. It'll change before you know it. It'll change before you know it. Wherever I am, I'll praise him. Wherever I can, I'll praise him. For his love surrounds me like a sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. For the name of Jesus lifted me. Wherever I am. I'll praise him whenever I can. I'll praise him for his love surrounds me like a sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus lifted me. Wherever I am, I'll praise him whenever I can. I'll praise him for his love surrounds me like a sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus lifted me. Oh, wherever I am, I'll praise him whenever I can. I'm going to praise him for his love surrounds me like a sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus lifted me. Oh, yes, wherever I am, I'll praise him wherever I can. Lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus. Oh, wherever I am, I'm gonna praise Him whenever I can. For His love, I'll praise the name. Surrounds me like a sea. Surrounds me like a sea. 
lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus I'm going to praise for his love surrounds me like a sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. I want somebody right now who's been going through something in your life. You've had a tough time this week even. 2017 maybe hasn't been the year you hoped it would be already in a month. You wish it was a different year. I wonder if right where you are, right where you stand, I know you've got things you wish were different. I know you've got problems you wish you could correct. Stuff, if you had your way, would be completely different than it is now. But I want you to forget all that for the moment. And I want you to rejoice in the habitable part. Come on, I want you to develop a habit of praising God. Lift up your hands to the Lord all across this building. Lift up your hands all across this building. Give God praise for something right now. Give God praise for something right now. Give God praise for something right now. Hallelujah. That's it. In the name of Jesus. All over this building. All over this building. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. That's it. Praise Him in the middle of your crisis. Praise Him in the middle of your storm. Praise Him in the middle of your turmoil. Praise Him while things aren't going your way. Praise Him while relationships aren't thriving the way you wish they were. Praise Him while you're disappointed. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise God. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him in the dance. Praise Him with the timbrel. Praise Him upon the instruments. Let everything that hath breath praise Him. Jesus, lift up the name. 